welcome to the show. Hey, Kat, how are you? I'm good. How about you? I am. I'm I'm good. I'm choosing not to. You okay? I'm, I'm <laughs> fine. I feel so guilty about complaining about, you know, my life problems of being bored all the time. So I'm not doing that mm-hmm. anymore. I'm really going to try not to do that anymore. Um, because I realize most of us are bored sitting at home all day and, you know, I'm very fortunate in the grand scheme of things. I still have a job. I'm healthy. My family's healthy. So, yeah. Yeah. Trying Same to be, here. Trying um, to be optimistic. Definitely. I haven't really been bored this week. I've just... Oh, because you're you on know, week I one. Joined... I'm on week one. I'm so on I'm week not three, there yet. so... <laughs> oh, my... Has it been three weeks it's been already? three weeks. I haven't been to work <gasps> in so long. Oh, my uh. gosh. See, I am craving that, like that social interaction. You know, I work with a team of people. I work with patients and I, I mean, I like being around people and, um, that has been a struggle for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jonathan's home, but (laughs) I think we're already getting to that point of (sighs) just annoyance a little bit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) there is such thing as too much together time. There is. And he's been like, he's been really good. He's been super busy with his, you know, his work stuff. And he's been in the office. I've tried to stay upstairs and just kind of keep ourselves somewhat separated for the most part. So we're not like on top of each other constantly. Um, But yeah, and we went out today, we went for a hike this afternoon, which was really nice just to get out of the house. And I think we're, where we plan to like, if the weather's good, just to go every day, every afternoon and go for a walk or something just to... Because you feel, I, I'm starting to feel trapped too, and yeah, I don't know. it is. It, yeah. it, that's how it feels, and and now even more so because now, so Tennessee just went from you know safer mm-hmm. at home, which was pretty lenient, to now we're we're stay at home. So um, yeah. definitely, we can only get out now for essential reasons. So yeah, and then for those listening, we are we're not together. No, we're recording separately. We're separate, and um, we're 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 following the rules. As much as we don't want to. Bummer. <laughs> but yeah, I no, know. like you, it like I, I do, I crave the social interaction. Like I'm okay being by myself. It's not that, you know, I yeah. feel like I need to be around people, but I do enjoy being around people. I enjoy just social interaction in, in general. It doesn't have to be hanging out with friends or anything like that. It can be like just, just maybe just having somebody to talk to that isn't like me. <laughs> I'm very tired of texting <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Your are your hands getting tired? My hands hurt. <laughs> there are some days that, like in the afternoons, my hands will start to hurt. So, uh, wait, That's funny. we said that we weren't going to complain, so I'm not going to complain. That's I fine. know. Yeah. All right. No, I get it. I get it for sure. I mean, I, I've always called myself an extra. Well, maybe not an extra. I think I'm an introverted extrovert, if that makes sense, where I yeah, I like to be on my own, but I like to be around people. So like if I'm by myself, I, I like to go hang out at the coffee shop um, where there's people around me, but I, I don't want to talk to them. I just want to be there. <laughs> I just thing. want people around. <laughs> yes, I, yes, I 100% <laughs> understand that. Like I do very yeah. well by myself, but I like just to be in an environment where people are there. In all reality, if somebody came up and talked to me at a coffee shop, I'd be super annoyed. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I like to know that they're there. So, and mm-hmm. I was, exactly. I had this great idea. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start being productive. I'm going to learn how to do something like a craft kind of thing. Uh-huh. I thought about knitting. Everybody's going to get scarves for Christmas. It's like 80 degrees outside, you know, some days, <laughs> but I'm going to knit scarves. And now, like, 
all the craft stores are closed, so I don't know. Yeah. Also, I, I have no idea how to knit, so this is going to not end well. <laughs> My friends were like, oh, you could paint. I draw stick figures, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, hey, you could do, like, abstract. Abstract stick figures, maybe? That would be interesting. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. All right. So uh, no uh, hobbies, no hobbies then for you. I did. I picked up my violin yesterday and started playing, and I haven't oh, played nice. in a while, so that was nice. Um, it was nice just to kind of Instagram that. No, I do not <laughs> story it. Yes. No, <laughs> Justin from Monta is so amazing, and I just I've never been like a super confident person about stuff like that. So no, no Instagrams. Hmm. We're going to keep okay. that secret. But it was nice to get out and play a little bit. And um, well, that's cool. Yeah. So at least I, I did that. My house is spotless. Like every <laughs> I day. I wish I could say the same. Every day. <laughs> I have like a mountain of laundry on the bed right now, but it'll it'll get done at some point. You have plenty of time, right? See, this is also the thing is I'm a procrastinator. And without having an end in sight, like I, I don't get things done. <laughs> I feel that. I understand. I'm like, well, I don't have to go to work, so. Um, Okay, so we should probably get into, like, the actual uh, Watch Far Ever podcast. Um, Maybe. Because now we're just catching up. This is the problem when we don't record together is we just catch up forever and then forget that we're actually recording a podcast. (laughs) So. It's true. um, Yeah, so we're doing another one of our watch reviews today. Yeah. Yay. So excited. Yeah, the other one went really, really well, I thought. Which I'm I'm really glad because that was Haven. Yeah, it was it's very different. Like we realized that okay, we're talking details about a watch that like obviously you can't see pictures of because it's on a podcast, but you know, I feel like it gave us the opportunity to go so much more in depth about our personal thoughts, not just the specs and like things like that, but like what we really feel about, you know, what we like about the watch, what we even what we don't like about it and, and how it really suits into our lives. And I feel like that's something that's kind of missing right now when you're looking at watch reviews. So yeah, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. I agree. It was yeah, fun. I did too. And I'm, I'm, I'm really liking the series. Yeah. Lord knows we have plenty of watches to do reviews on, so. This is true. We have lots of content, and there's no better time to knock them out, right? Get them all done. Might as well. Um, So today, (laughs) we're reviewing a watch. We actually still have this in. Um, It was sent over from our good friends over at Worn and Wound. Um, And this is the Vero Worn and Wound collaboration, the Peak Century Watch. Mm -hmm. And I like, I don't know. Well, I probably shouldn't give my opinion until the end, but um, <laughs> <laughs> so this is, I think, I know this is my first time handling a Vera watch. Is this, what about for you? Yeah, same. I've never, I've never got to see one in real life. So I've only, you know, seen them in pictures on Instagram and, and they are very popular. So I was excited to get it in. Yeah, for sure. It, it's popular. Um, But yeah, same. Like, I don't think anybody in the National Watch Club has one. If they do, I haven't seen it at any of our mm-hmm. meetups. Um, so I was super excited to get something different in that we haven't handled before. Um, and a little bit, I mean, about Vero. So Vero's, they're another U.S.-based brand. So they're based out of Portland, Oregon. Um, and they really are making an active effort to produce as many components as possible in the U.S., which I think is really cool. So their cases are made here yeah. in the States. Um, 
they are the cases are hand finished here in the states and then the watches are assembled and timed out and all of that here in the states as well um so i think that that's super cool too um and then like their big thing is they have they identify themselves as having watches that are made for every moment um which when you look at their website i feel like it kind of goes with that like the watches are a little bit more kind of rugged in theory, but they're not tool watches. Like, I don't know how to describe no. them. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I think they're like the perfect casual, you know, everyday watch. Yeah. Um, in my, you know, in my opinion, I, I, I think. And I really, I like the, the advertising they do. I, I, that was one thing that drew me to their Instagram page and their website. It just is very, um, I don't know how to explain it. Just like you said, it doesn't seem rugged, but they're they are tough. And yeah. I feel like they're not too flashy either. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like it, it is kind of hard to talk about these. Like I, I genuinely don't know how to explain it. Um, you know, I feel like they're very modern, but also mm-hmm. they're timeless in the same way. Like, Nothing looks, you know, overly dated in any way, shape, or form. Nothing looks too sporty or too dressy. Um, They're just, they're very different in that kind of way. Um, And so they had done, uh, they'd partnered up with uh, Warner Wound to do two pieces um, that are in the Century Collection. So they had the Peak uh, and then they had the Granite. Um, So it's the same watch, basically just different dial colors and different finishings on the case, we have in the peak, which is going to be different. Uh, the granite is actually a, it's like a black dial and then like a black PVD coated case. Both are the same price. Both have mostly the same specs as far as like uh, your movement, things like that. Just aesthetically different. So today we are going over the peak. Um, and this one came in, it's it's a 38 millimeter watch. There's a hundred meter water resistant, and they specify that that is with the crown open or closed, which is kind of nice. Oh, really? To I know. didn't. I didn't know that. That is actually really yeah. nice. I've never seen that, you know, written down on specs, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, twenty mil- millimeter lug width, which is just to me perfect. <laughs> I sure. that's probably my favorite. You lug with size, just because all the straps go with it, and I feel like aesthetically on my wrist, I actually prefer a twenty millimeter. Um, band versus the 18 millimeter band or, or even a 22 so yeah uh, it's 10.8 millimeters thick which is actually really thin for this watch and inside is a Salita SW200 and that's an automatic movement um, which they actually I think I couldn't find where if they decorated it but it looks it looks a little bit um, more decorated than just your standard um, Salita movement so I'm not sure if they have or not and yeah. Then, yeah, like you said, it's it's titanium. It's six AL dash four V titanium. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but I actually googled that and because um, I was like, okay, I don't know how strong of a titanium this is, and it's it's a grade five, which doesn't really mean much to me. But I read that it's really high strength, but while yeah. keeping the metal very lightweight as well. Yeah, grade five titanium is really kind of classified. It's definitely going to be more scratch resistant than some other grades of titanium. Um, but then it it okay. has that more kind of gray color that you see with titanium. So yeah, some brands I like it. Some brands yeah. use like a grade like grade two titanium is used with a lot of higher end brands. Um, and it looks yeah like more Grand like, Seiko. Yeah, I think Grand Seiko uses uh, grade two. I know Omega uses grade two. Um, so it looks more like stainless steel. Yeah. So so this definitely the grade five is a darker, more gray color than than the steel color. 
Um, but yeah, so, and then it's got the, the entire case is brushed, but then you have this really high polished bezel too, uh, which is interesting because a lot of times with titanium, you only have one finish. Um, so Mm -hmm. I definitely like that aspect of it. It's something different that you don't see with a lot of titanium watches. Typically titanium watches are made just for like a rugged sports watch. Like they're made for a watch that you're supposed to beat up. So they look like watches Mm -hmm. you're supposed to beat up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's exactly. definitely really neat. But yeah, I mean, it's got a, yeah. it's got what they call an ice white dial, um, and then it has blued steel hands, so heated blued hands, and then navy numerals, and then a navy like kind of minute track around it as well, um, which is really yeah. cool. It's just it's really high contrasting. Uh, the movement, like you said, it is the Salita SW two hundred. It looks like it does have some extra finishing because it has that exhibition case back, mm-hmm. so we can actually see the movement. Yeah. Uh, which I enjoy. Yeah, I think it does. Well. Mm-hmm. Which I enjoy as well. But yeah, and um, so each of these, so again, there was the two, there was the granite and the peak. These were both introduced late last year, like in December, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, each And there was only 30, 30 correct? of each one, yeah. Priced at $1,120. Not bad. Yeah. That is all the specs. So let's get into our questions because I I really enjoy this part of it because we don't talk about it at all. <laughs> so I don't know what no. your answers are going to be. And yeah. this isn't a watch that we've talked about like overly too much on the podcast anyway. So I really don't know a no. lot of your opinions on it. We've both handled it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So this is exciting. So. All right. All right. First question, what is your favorite and least favorite feature of the watch? Okay. So my favorite feature is the finishing on the watch. Okay. Um, Like you were talking about a few minutes ago, the finishing and the detail that they put into that is really, really impressive to me. I love the case back. I'm I'm a huge fan of engravings on case backs, and they did it really, really well on the back, mm-hmm. as well as making it an open case back. So it's it's a smaller open case back, and they've got engraving around the edge of it, and I really enjoy that. And then of course, you know that polished bezel on a titanium watch is kind of crazy to me. I just I I really fell in love with the finishing on the watch, and and a lot of work and detail went into it. And I, I really appreciate that. Okay. And then as far as my least favorite thing, or do you want to go to you? Oh, whatever. We can do whatever. Let's go to you for your favorite, and then we'll do our least favorite things. Okay. Um, my favorite thing, I do like that you went with the finishing because I, after doing my notes, I was like, man, this is, that is a really great feature. So I'm glad that you <laughs> went ahead and, and hit that. Honestly, I just love the dial. Um, I, I mean, I don't think it's as, uh, it's news to anybody that I love white dial watches. I just think they're so beautiful. Mm-hmm. They're so stunning. So you have this really bright white and it, it's a true white. It's not like a, you know, it's not cream color in any way. It, it's definitely very white. Um, and then the blue steel hands. I think blue steel is such a cool feature to have on a watch. The photographing blue steel has to be one of the biggest pains in the butt ever. Oh my gosh. You can <laughs> never get it. Um, so it's a really nice color contrast. Like I'm sitting here kind of playing with it in the light and I, I really enjoy the way that sometimes you see the blue steel so much more than the rest and the, the Navy minute track around it. It's just really cool. It's, it's one of those details that I feel like if it was a wet, if it, you took it away, I wouldn't like this watch. Like I really enjoy Mm -hmm. that extra pop of color to it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going with the dial. 
And it, I mean, it's a clean dial. You don't have a date, so it's time only. So it's a very clean, simple dial. Awesome. I like it. What is your least favorite feature? Oh, I don't like this part. (laughs) Oh, what is it? I always, I always feel bad. So my least favorite part of this particular watch is for me, the numerals on the dial. So I am, I don't know. Yeah. I, I like the numerals itself, but I don't like the font that they used. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It doesn't vibe with me personally. That's my only negative about this watch, I feel like. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, I think if if it were something different, I might like it. I like that the 12, you know, 369 are all a little bit bigger. I, I like that aspect. But yeah, just something about the font. I love their, their logo and I love the automatic font. But the numerals, I just, I don't know. There's just something about it. Again, it's just like a weird thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm really picky about my font. You're weird. I like it. Um, and then I'm looking at their website, and most of their watches have that. Yeah. No, it, it is okay. And that's the whole, that's the fun in this, is I don't know what you're going to talk about. So. And, it, and that's the thing, is like, there's nothing wrong with the watch. It's just a pure, it's it's my pure opinion on it. Oh, um, yeah. We didn't do our disclaimer this is, that this is pure opinion. We already gave you the facts. So take this with a grain yeah. of salt. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Right, so what, what's your least favorite thing? The crown. I hate the crown so much. What? So much. See, I hate this crown. See, this is where we're different. I yep. hate it. It's, I don't find it comfortable to, to operate. Uh, I mean, and not that there's anything wrong with the, with the mechanism in and of itself. Like it winds fine. The time setting is fine. Like there's nothing like that, mm-hmm. but I just, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like the watch, like what you talked about, like the, the finishing is so beautiful and the crown, it does mm-hmm. have like really well, it's well finished. It has the, like the gr- kind of grips to it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the little knobby grips. Yeah, but I feel like it takes away from, it takes away from it. Like, it doesn't match everything else. Like, you have either the really beautifully clean brush case or that really high polished bezel, and then you have the knobby crown on the side. Hate it. I agree. I I can see what you're saying because this watch, if you look at their their other collections, they're all more on that really casual style. So this one that they did with Worn and Wound is on the dressier side. And the crown still kind of sticks out as being something that's very casual and rugged, whereas they're trying to get an opposite vibe with this one. I feel like they're trying to be a little bit more dressy, and I can see I can see how it doesn't go, but I, I still like it. <laughs> All right. I thought it was really easy to turn. It, it I is. Mean, it's very for me easy personally. to operate. It's just aesthetically mm-hmm. not my cup of tea. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Um, I'm not going to fight you there. All right. Fair enough. I'm still fighting you on a... <laughs> I'm still fighting you, but that's fine. (laughs) All right. So the the next question um, is how versatile is this watch Um, for you? You know, so I feel like it has a really great mix of like a sporty dressy crossover. Like I can see some very casual aspects of it and I can see some really dressy aspects of it. Um, like honestly, the so it's we didn't talk about this. It, it's sold on a one uh, mile leather strap, and I, I love their leather straps too. And oh it's, yeah, it's gray, so you Huge know that fan. you know I'm obsessed with this. Strap. I think you have this strap. I, I have, have strap. a darker version of this strap, 
But oh, okay. I may be hitting them up. This is more up. suede, isn't it? It is more suede, and I may hit them up for yeah. this job. Um, <laughs> we buy one of these. Um, but yeah, so it's very casual um, on the strap. But I can really see this watch on like a really sleek, like alligator black leather um, and mm-hmm. being able to be worn with a suit or with a tux very easily, um, you know, or even on a bunch of natives and things like that. So I think that it genuinely offers a lot of versatility. The only downside to this, and I think that this is my downside to, um, to the Haven as well, was because you do have the color accent. Uh, it would be harder mm-hmm. to pair a lot of natives. Only, you know, again, my opinion, I'm very OCD about color matching. So I would be playing it very safe with the natives. I wouldn't do a lot of craziness to it because it would drive me insane if there was like a blue in the strap that didn't match the dial. But I'd say it's, yeah. Uh, oh, I did the one to ten scale last time. I'd say it's a solid seven, maybe an eight. Okay. It's pretty versatile. Okay. All right. What do you have? I think for me, I put it, I don't even know. I forgot about the scale. I'll make <laughs> up a number here. <laughs> I would say a six or seven, I think. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to go pretty fair. In their advertising on their website, they have a picture of a guy wearing a, um, looks like a suit and he's, or at least in a dress shirt and, and slacks who's wearing the watch and it looks great, but it still looks really casual. And again, I think that might be because of the strap. So maybe to what you're saying, maybe putting a dressier strap on it might dress the watch up a little bit more, but I still feel because of the aesthetics of the dial and the watch, it's not quite dressy for me. The blue hands are a really nice touch and so are, so is the polished bezel. But again, the numerals and the color on that just still screams really casual to me. And that's not a bad thing, um, right. but I just don't think it's completely versatile. It's not a, a board boardroom to, to park or hiking or whatever you want to do. Um, I don't think it's, it's that for me. So okay. fair enough. Uh, all right. So does the Vero um, suit its designated purpose? I think so. Yeah, I do. I, I think that it it's I mean, it's kind of along the lines of a casual watch, a field watch, um, a sporty watch, and it blends those lines really good. I mean, it it, it stays within those. And uh, I think they did a really good job. I think if you're looking at their collection and you've been wanting to pick one up, and you want something on the dressier side, this is that option. And then if you want something a little more casual, maybe you go for one of the other models that are a little bit more colorful and, and, and fun dials, where this one is a little bit more serious and toned down, I think. But uh, yeah. yeah, I think that uh, it's it's designed for what it, it does great. Yeah. I mean, about you? I, I would agree. Um, you know, it is it does have a more field, field watch design. Um, and even though, I mean, I feel like it can go a little bit dressier, but um, I, I feel like the fact that it's titanium and it, it's built to be rugged, it doesn't have to look, you know, it doesn't have to look like a G-Shock mm-hmm. to, to be a really rugged watch, which is what I genuinely really like about this. Um, so, yeah, I feel like it definitely suits its purpose. All right. And then do you think that the Vero provides a fair value for its cost? All right. So at $1,120, I would say yes. Mm -hmm. I I genuinely would. So it's limited to 30 pieces, which is, you know, a real limited edition watch. So I do like that aspect of it. I think that that definitely adds value. Um, 
It's also one of Vera's lower price point pieces. Like when you look at their website mm-hmm. and even in titanium, um, it t- typically titanium would be a little bit more. Most brands who sell titanium watches sell them at a bit of a premium. It's one of their uh, lesser price pieces. So I definitely think it has value. But then when, even when you look at the movement, so the SW200 movement. Um, yeah, so... Other brands that use that exact same movement um, and then just update it, you have Oris, you have Balmain Mercier, Zen, Bell & Ross. All of those are well mm-hmm. above that price point. So, um, and offerings in stainless steel. So you get have the same accuracy, the same everything else, just with a bigger name and charge, you know, three, four, five times the premium. So I definitely think that it's worth its value. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that um, it's a great value and... You know, I was doing some some Googling and I could not find anything that was similar to this. No. I couldn't find anything that I was tried. titanium. Yeah. And I mean, the, the closest that I could really compare is you're going to go with some of the German brands like Anomos Club Campus, which is $1,500. You don't have titanium. However, you do have that ruggedness, that 100 meter water resistant, the very casual style that can kind of be a little dressy, a little casual. Um, and then like the Stova Antea which is 950, but then you're going to lose, you know, at least with the Nomos, you have that in-house movement. With the Stova, you don't. You go back to an ETA movement. But again, it's kind of that similar styling. You get a, a blued steel hand with that one as well. So those are similar. But again, I just like, I couldn't find anything titanium. I found some Hamiltons, but... They were too rugged, too field watch, um, just not in that same styling. No, I, I definitely agree with all of that. I couldn't find anything um, at all. So I think it, it's definitely a great value, honestly. Um, okay, so last question is, um, would the Vera be a watch that gets regular wear and last long term in your collection? For me, yes, I think so. I, I really like this style of watch. And if... If the font was something of my liking, I would totally get this watch and I would I would wear it. This is um, the kind of pieces that I like, the sporty, casual-looking watches along with, like, the divers and the sporty watches. Like, these are the two categories that I really fall in love with a lot. So, yeah, I think I would wear it. It would stay in my weekly rotation. What about you? Um, I agree for the most part. I think that, you know, in, in my current collection now, I don't have really anything that kind of suits this. I love the, I like the contrast with the white dial and the blue steel. I think that that definitely mm-hmm. sells it. Yeah. I mean, I would wear it a lot. I feel like, again, so big argument here though, is for you and me, we're both very heavy bracelet people. And this was the same mm-hmm. thing with the Haven. Um, so there's not a bracelet option for this watch at all. So I feel like that definitely kind of makes it a little bit more limited on how I'll wear it. I really don't wear a lot of straps in the spring and summer. Um, you know, unless I'm just trying to do something crazy and coordinate an outfit or something like that, I really prefer a metal bracelet or I at least like the option of knowing that I have a metal bracelet. So that's really yeah, I hear this you. watch is down. <laughs> that's where that's where this watch has that downside to me. Um so I don't know I mean I would definitely own the watch for sure and I would wear it. I just don't know how regular it would get worn, specifically during spring and summer. I think there are other watches that I would grab. Um, you know, that's kind of a, a bummer for me is that it doesn't have a bracelet because you have a hundred meters of water resistant. You have have a field watch yeah. um but then it's sold on a leather strap 
Put it on a NATO. I know, but <laughs> and as much as I, I tell people all the time, you shouldn't buy a watch based off of what strap it's on because you can always change that. But I get, it is kind of nice to have a practical strap option too with it. And no, put, I get you. putting yeah. it on a NATO, you know, if I were out camping though for a few days, if I were like on a, um, like I, you know, every now and then I might do a kayak trip where I'd be, you know, camping and, and, and doing quite a bit of kayaking. So if I have it on a NATO, I'm just stuck with this wet NATO on my wrist for, you know, two or three days at a time. You know, so yeah. that's kind of the bummer there. But in that case, I, I have plenty of other watches that I would wear. So yeah, I guess that's my long way of saying I like the watch. I would, <laughs> uh, it would blast in my collection, but probably not get as much wear as I would want it to. Okay. That was a really long explanation for that. but No, I like it. Because <laughs> I forgot about the fact that it doesn't have a bracelet. Yeah. And I, I mean, these are the things that we look at, though, and that we, we really judge because they're important to us. So, no, I think your answer was great. Cool. All right. All right. And then just just our, our closing arguments or comments, complaints. <laughs> closing arguments. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so I was surprised by the titanium because I do not like the lack of weight on titanium watches. It drives me absolutely mm-hmm. insane. And maybe because there isn't a bracelet, like maybe because it's on a strap, I don't notice how light it is because it's a very thin case. You know, relatively, it's pretty thin. And the the strap obviously would cut down on a bunch of weight anyways. So maybe that's mm-hmm. why I don't really notice that it it's not... You I know, think so. Steel? I really, yeah, I think you're on it with that one. Because I think that if it was on a bracelet, you would feel like, ooh, this is really light. Just yeah. like we did with those Grand Seikos. It was just kind of weird. But it being on a strap, you don't tend to notice that as much. Yeah, for sure. Um, That's I, a good I, point. I'm happy with this, honestly. I I love the, the exhibition case back. The text on the case back is really pretty. Like it... Uh, it goes all the way around. Like there'll be there'll be pictures of it on the on our website in the show notes. Um, but I, I genuinely really like this case back and, and kind of the design to it. It's just aesthetically pleasing. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's frustrating as hell to photograph. I'll be real. Like blue steel hands are not they're not for the faint of heart. If you're trying to sit and take a <laughs> decent photograph, that's for sure. And, and for this, it's a good way to work on your photography skills, it's, though. <laughs> it's a good way to cast in your backyard a lot, is what it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I like it. I'm very impressed with this. So again, this is our our first time handling a Vera watch. I I like them. I would like to check out a few more of their pieces too. Um, you know, I think it it's such a cool watch. It's so different than what I expected it to be, honestly. So I like it. Shout out to to the guys ever at One and Wound for sending this to us. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I think that, you know, just to, to play off your comments a little bit, I think it, it wears great. The 38 millimeter size to me is one of the best sizes out there for a, a casual watch. If we're going diver, I tend to prefer a little bit bigger. But for this type of, of casual watch, um, dress watch, I think 38 is perfect, um, especially on, on my wrist. And yeah, they nailed it. The texture on the numerals and the dials is really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we talked about, but they, they layer they layer those numerals. I think they painted them on like six times or something like that. So it kind of gives them that raised appearance, which yeah. I really like. Um, they're not just like printed flat on there. And they are slightly glossy in the light too, which is really cool. 
And again, I just, I, I really like it. I'm, I'm a fan of the watch. I'm a fan of the brand now. Knowing as much as they, they try to make this watch in, in the States is really cool too. We just don't see a lot of that, especially, you know, with the microbrand community. Um, so yeah, I, I'm a fan. I liked it. Cool. And I will say that not even just this one. I, I was looking at some of their other models and they have some really cool, like funky colors. And I'm just like... Yeah, I love um, the, there's one called the, the, the Tempo, tempo which is sold out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's sold out, but man, it's like a foam green dial, and that one's really cool. And then, and then the hand wound 36 is really cool too. I like that cream dial with the red and blue. It looks really vintage and retro. So yeah, um, lots of cool, lots of cool offerings from the brand. There you should, are some you know, go really to the website cool, and check it out. Definitely some really cool pieces for sure. Absolutely. All right. Um, and yeah, but, so. Go on their website, check them out. So it's a uh, vero-watch.com. Um, or check them out over at the Wind Up Watch Shop too. Um, so links to everything, yeah. of course, will be in the show notes, which are on our website, uh, com. Yeah, this, I mean, this is awesome. I like this watch. Pleasantly surprised. But I hope you guys still enjoy these reviews. Um, definitely leave us the feedback because we like to know that, that you guys appreciate it there, that you, that you like the content that you like the way that it's laid out. If you have any other opinions about the watch, definitely leave us, leave us that feedback either, either on Instagram or, you know, in the show notes on the website, uh, make sure you're following us on Instagram at 10 and 2 media, same for Facebook and that's it, right? That's it. All right. Got well, it. you guys stay safe. Follow your yeah. quarantine rules. Wash your hands. <laughs> uh, all of that stuff. We will Do get all, through all the things. All of this together to just and be good to each other. We're all like we're all a little bit you know down at this point. So just be nice to each other. Yeah, I'm worried about like everyone's kind of been happier. Kind of like they've been at home. Um, doing all the TikTok videos, all this stuff. And oh, I'm just by waiting, the way, like... for those of you who don't know, Kat had me download TikTok <laughs> the other day. And that's what I do until two o'clock in the morning is lay in bed and watch stupid TikTok videos. You're welcome. I hate you. You're very welcome. <laughs> I know. I was actually up till one last night. It's myself. awful. Okay. So anyways, what were you saying? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I was saying that like, I feel like in a month's time after people have been home for a month, Everybody's just going to be ready to kill each other and everyone just gets that that boiling point, you know? Yeah. So I, I hope it doesn't get to that. But the pessimist in me is just like, oh, my gosh, this is not going to be good. Like yeah. People are just going to be on everyone's nerves. But hopefully we, we come to an end of this soon and change that dang curve. You know, a special shout out to anybody that works in healthcare oh, or 100%. that is out there working in the essential businesses because y'all are the bomb. Um if you work in a grocery uh, store, yeah. if you work for public works, yeah. if you do, if yeah. you're a teacher doing, you know, online classes and shout out to all you parents yeah. who are having a homeschool, mm-hmm. you know, everybody, we're all, we're all just trying to do the best that we can. Um, but yeah, take care of each other and be nice to each other because we're all in the same boat at this point. Yeah. All right. Well, all now right. that we've ended it on that depressing note. Um, we'll be coming at you guys i guess in a few more days yeah tuesday all right we'll talk to y'all later all right bye bye